Hey everyone, it's Ashley with Seeking Witchcraft. I hope everybody is staying happy and healthy and safe during this insane time that we're all living through right now. I know I'm definitely <laughs> trying to stay at home as much as possible. Uh, and it's just really unprecedented time. So I hope everybody is doing okay. All right, well, today we're going to be doing the part two of the astrology series with Tiana. So this episode is going to be formatted like the last one was. But before I get into that, uh, I just wanted to point out to, to that today is my year and a day with hosting this podcast. So I started this podcast on May 5th, 2019, and today is May 6th, 2020. So it's officially been a year and a day. Um, that's hella crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's super, super crazy to me. I, you know, if, if you've been following from the beginning, I think like my third or fourth or fifth episode in, I even say like, hey guys, like, you know, let me know what topics you want to know about. Because if I don't really hear anything, like, I don't know what else I can possibly talk about. And <laughs> turns out I found a lot more to talk about. And there is a lot more that I have planned to talk about. And yeah, we're now over a year into this podcast and you know I never ever ever expected it to happen like that but I'm super happy to be here and I'm so thankful to all the listeners and I'm so thankful for everybody who's come on as a guest you know I really couldn't have done this without all of you and all of your support so thank you <laughs> without you this podcast really wouldn't be here and I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to help influence people in a positive way to start their path or just to learn something new about the witchcraft or Wiccan world. And it's really been such a joy and so much fun being able to do this. So, all right, <laughs> I'm going to get off my little soapbox, but seriously, seriously, thank you guys. I am really, really proud and honored to be part of this journey with you. So, all right. Yeah. So today's episode is Astrology Basics Part 2. Like I said, it's going to be formatted like, formatted, geez, <laughs> like the last episode uh, where it's kind of an interview style. So start off like a beginning episode and yeah, and I'm going to play a short ad and then I'm going to go ahead and do Part 2. And then just so you guys know, Tiana and I did talk and we are going to do a Part 3. And the Part 3 is going to be about astrology and magic, which is going to be super exciting. I'm looking forward to that. And that one I can actually chime in a little bit more because as I said in part one, I am not well versed in astrology. So that's why I had Tiana come on <laughs> and talk a little bit about it because she definitely knows a lot more about this topic than I do. So, all right, everybody, I hope you're all staying safe and happy and, you know, doing your best <laughs> during this quarantine time. So I will talk with you all very soon and I hope you enjoy the episode. All righty. Bye. Oh, and one more really important thing. I just want to give a quick shout out to the members for my Patreon, the people who are in the Witchling and the Neophyte membership group. Thank you guys so much for your support. It really does mean the world. Uh, these are different membership tiers that I have within the site, and they offer some different options if anybody's interested. As I've mentioned before, I really started a Patreon to try to give back to people who wanted to support the podcast, and right now on it, I have a goal of being able to buy a microphone and maybe some headphones, <laughs> because that's, I've been very upfront with everybody. I record this right off my phone, so sometimes be nice to have a microphone, so I'm not like holding my phone up to my ear when I record, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, so enjoy the episode and I'll speak with you all soon. And again, thank you so much to the people in the Witchling and Neophyte group. I really appreciate your support. All right, bye. Hey everyone, welcome to Seeking Witchcraft. This is Ashley, and today I've been joined again by the lovely Tiana. 
Hello. <laughs> she is going to come and talk about part two of astrology. So if you're wondering a little bit about what I mean by part two, there's a part one that we recorded um, where she goes through like the basic information about astrology, which is great because in that episode, I um, disclose that I am completely a noob and beginner when it comes to astrology. I literally don't know anything about it. Actually, that's not true because I just learned from Tiana. <laughs> with part part one so now I know a little bit about astrology but Tiana knows a lot more than I do so she is gonna walk us through part two um and she has some really cool in-depth things to talk about so I'm gonna go ahead and take it away or introduce yourself if people are listening for the first time oh yeah so my name is Tiana and I'm a first degree initiate in the Gardnerian tradition and I really like astrology and tarot and so yeah I don't really know what else to say about myself. I guess I'll leave links below and you guys can go find out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> if you're curious. <laughs> so this is going to be more of, um, I don't want to say like super advanced because again, I don't know a lot about <laughs> astrology. So all of this to me is new. <laughs> yes. um, so, but if you're like me and you have literally pretty much no background in this, um, this would be more of like an advanced conversation with this topic. Uh, but yeah. So Tiana, go feel free to take it away. Okay, so today I thought we would talk about the aspects of a person's natal chart and how you can look at your chart and maybe if you don't understand, like, the placement, you can understand basically what that part of your chart rules and you can go look it up on YouTube or Google it and you'll be able to find out a little bit more and you'll be able to understand your chart more on the whole rather than just looking at it and being like, this is completely a foreign language to me. Uh, Okay, so... First, we're going to talk about your sun placement. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, obviously, because that's the most familiar people are with is the sun placement. So the sun is where the sun was at the time of your birth, and it deals with your identity. The moon is your emotions. It can be it can be representative of your mother. It can be like the things you don't show to people, your deep, deep set emotions and how you feel and think about things from an emotional standpoint. Uh, whatever sign your Mercury is in is how you communicate. Mercury rules communication. So it's how you communicate and how you intellectualize things. Venus deals with friendship and love. It can also be like how you come off in romantic relationships or how people who are attracted to you, like how you attract them, and depending on what sign it's in. Mars deals with how you fight and have sex. And the Mars-Venus can be, like, a male-to-female attraction. Um, Obviously, like, if you're gay or lesbian, it doesn't have to be that. But typically, that's, like, the masculine personality versus the feminine personality. Or you can just compare Venuses. That's pretty standard. Or moon signs. Um, But again, Mars is also, uh, like, your... It's sort of how you initiate things, right? It can be, like, how assertive you are. Uh, Jupiter is how you expand and how you're lucky in the world, right? Like, this is how you, you could be famous in some, some aspects, depending on what the placement is. Um, and it's like how you shine in the world, what brings you good luck, and how you should act if you want to be lucky kind of thing. And it depends on what sign that's in. And it would be like, if you had it, like, mine's in Gemini, I would be, I get lucky by acting like a Gemini, right? Like, and I do well and expand and grow by acting like a Gemini. And uh, we can talk about that more in depth if there are any questions. Um, And then Saturn. Saturn is restriction, but it's also structure and tradition. 
So someone with a placement hair could be very traditional. They could be very into how they like structure or they might hate it, right? Depending on what sign is there. Uranus is, it deals with like chaos and quick change and uh, upsets. Um, and it, all, it can, to an extent, I think, in my personal opinion, deal with creati creativity. Um, and so Uranus is like, uh, you know, depending on what sign you have here, you could be very comfortable with quick changes. You could like quick changes. You could really thrive in them or you could freaking hate it. Neptune deals with aspirations, dreams, and illusions, and also creativity to a certain extent and um, psychic development and the occult, like the unseen. Um, and obviously that placement will depend on what, how you deal with those things. Pluto is um, death, transformation. Again, sometimes this can be about the occult and secrets. And uh, it's ruled by Scorpio. So, And then there's, we'll just mention Lilith, because you and I were talking about it. Uh, Lilith is your shadow. Don't get too bogged down in that. It's a little bit more of a mysterious um, area of the chart, but it's not super important unless you're going to be obsessed with your Lilith, then, by all means. And then you have your North Node and... Uh, it doesn't always show your south node, but your north node will obviously have a polarizing opposite sign, which is your south node. And in that, your north node is who you should, it's, it's like what you should try to be like in this life or in your adulthood, right? So if you believe in past lives, then your south node is what you were like, how you acted in your past life. And so if you're for example, it's just, you know, I have my chart open, so we'll use my chart. So if your south node is in Virgo, like mine is, then you in a past life acted like a Virgo. You might have been a person who was like in a service position, like a doctor or a scientist. And it might have been very important for you to be super analytical perfectionist to the point where people really relied on you. You were in a service position. People needed you to be on your, on your shit. And in this life, in order for you to spiritually advance or like level up, if you believe in that. Then my North Node is the opposite of Virgo, which is Pisces. Then I need to focus on myself and developing creative, intuitive abilities and spiritual endeavors and becoming a more spiritual person, trusting in the bigger picture, trusting that the universe has my back, <laughs> you know? Um, and also focusing more on relying on my emotions rather than logic, which is like what Virgo is all about. Um, do you want me to go into the houses or should we just stay there? Um, whatever you're most comfortable with. <laughs> this, this is okay. beyond my um, scope of expertise. So you are, you are the professional in all I, of this. <laughs> okay. Well, just because I know it may come up, <laughs> we're going to go through the houses. Um, okay. So you're going to have a sign in each of your 12 houses, right? 12 houses are going to roll different things. The first house will always be your ascendant, but you might have other planets there. I have like, three other planets there I think or two other planets there um so you might have um several planets in your ascendant or you might not you might not have any planets just a sign and that's fine that's your ascendant and this again is like your public persona it's like what's on the surface it's what people see about you um and then you have your second house and your second house one second real quick I'm gonna pull up the chart because I always forget these your second house is gonna rule the physical realm and this sort of corresponds with the signs, if you look at an astrology wheel and you look at the astrology houses as a sort of pie chart, it'll show you this and, and they rule different signs. We're not going to get into that. Okay, so second <laughs> house 
is possessions and income and like the physical stuff, right? Like what you, what you own, you know, your, your physical things, your income, like the things that, you know, tangible stuff. Three, uh, third house, sorry, is your siblings, um, small trips. Uh, it could be like your immediate environment, like your immediate community and also rules communication. Uh, fourth house is your past, your father, your home and family, like nostalgia. Four always rules nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> if you get four of cups and tarot, it'll be nostalgia. <laughs> uh, and uh, your lineage, your heritage. And the fifth house rules children, creativity, romance, um, sex, and also good luck. Uh, sixth house is all about wellness, health, routines, illness, work and uh, pets. Seventh house is about relationships, marriage, your partner, the house of Libra, I believe. And it, it's the basic area where like your, your relationships with other people will be and how you deal with them. Eighth house will by Scorpio. It's about death, debt, taxes, <laughs> your, your uh, collective money. Uh, Cause Scorpio deals with like your inheritance or your, your lineage. They're all about like uh, collective money, like what assets they have with other people, and they're opposite of Taurus, which is Taurus is like my money, my stuff. Uh, so kind of, you know, you see that there's this balance. Ninth house is all about travel and study, religion, um, going abroad. It's about, uh, you know, what your faith is, like, like what your religious beliefs will be. Tenth house is career. It could denote fame for some people, your reputation uh, in the public you know, your public persona, how the public views you, or how you worry about what the public thinks of you, like what other people would think of you, it's good how you're going to deal with that. Um, and also like what your professional life is about. So if you're interested in what careers you would be good in, or like what, how you can advance in your career, this placement will help you because it'll be like, if I have a placement of, you know, uh, Libra, I think my mid, it's called your mid heaven in your 10th house. And this is definitely about career. It's about what you acting like this will help you in your career. So me being a Libra, right? Like being good in relationships and partnerships. I could really excel in a career with other people, dealing with other people, networking, because Libra is a partner sign. Okay, so your 11th house. This is hopes, wishes, dreams, friendship, luck, community, um, and different groups of people. And then 12th house, this is like the secrets you know, the hidden, the occult, um, the unconscious stuff. Gosh. <laughs> and that's all 12 <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. There is so much information to learn with this, uh, which is what I was even saying in part one. So this is part two. So it's even more in depth. <laughs> um, yeah. If somebody's first starting out, like, do you have any recommendations of like where they should begin? Like, is there a book they should read people yes. they should look at, you know, Anything 100%, like that. 100%. <laughs> so there, there are many YouTubers uh, that are professional astrologers that talk about each house, um, each area of the house. Like they'll talk about Mercury, what Mercury means in general. And a lot of them will go through all 12 signs in a video and they'll tell you exactly what it could mean. Um, my recommendations is to find a YouTuber you like who talks about astrology. If you're a video person, if you're not a video person and you like books, um, the only astrology book you'll ever need by Joanna Woolfolk is a really good beginner book. It's very easy to digest. It's super simple to read. It's not super wordy. Like it's, 
it goes through each area, uh, each zodiac sign and each house and kind of, uh, and the deckhands also that we talked about in part one. <laughs> and it will tell you, uh, you know, each aspect of that house and that sign. And so it's really helpful because you can actually see like, okay, how each sign would influence you. You can actually look up each uh, area of your sign in that book if wow. you need to. Uh, if you didn't want to watch videos on it yeah she's written down like little blurbs about like each section like if you had Capricorn in the first or whatever it'll you can go look in that book and be like Capricorn first that's okay <laughs> and then she's written a little thing about it about what these people are like or what this aspect of your chart is denoting in your life and that's really helpful um and then there's also a whole section which I have not mastered yet because I think it's really complicated I don't even want to look <laughs> at it but it's if you're interested in this and you have a uh, uh, what is it called um <laughs> what are those things with the pen a tablet uh and the no 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 um I think older math class oh protractor, protractor. Yeah, yeah. if you have a protractor and you want to draw out your own freaking natal chart and you're inclined to oh, do gosh. that by all means she has instructions on how to do that and um how to plot your own natal chart and like how to read it and stuff like that so is really helpful for a beginner. It's a complete beginner book. It's definitely not the only astrology book you'll ever need because there are so many aspects to astrology that I definitely think you'll need more than that book, but it's a good kicking off point. Yeah. And I would recommend too, uh, in terms of things you should do, if you're trying to understand astrology, the best thing to do is to look up your own chart and understand your own chart first because it will give you so many. Um, just by trying to figure out your own chart, you will literally learn more about what each part of the chart means and you know what each of the signs represents and it'll all start to come together because everything in astrology just like everything in tarot is all about archetypes and you'll start to understand each of the 12 zodiac archetypes and what they represent and how they influence things and how each of the houses are representing each of those signs okay and then do you have a recommendation of a site somebody could use if they want to go look up their their charts? Yes, Cafe Astrology is my personal favorite. Awesome. Cool. There are other ones, there are other ones but the, I, I like the layout of that <laughs> one. It's easy to read. You, and when you calculate your chart too, like you calculate your chart, they're going to give you three different charts. They're going to give you your tropical zodiac placements where all the planets and the signs are. They're going to give you the signs that are in all 12 houses and they're going to give you the planets that are, in, that are in different houses. And you might not have planets in every house. You're not going to have a planet in every house, just letting you know, but it'll tell you which ones they're in. And so you can look those up. And then also um, Cafe Astrology gives you a breakdown really of each one. I don't really like their breakdowns. I think they're a little too um, Christian influenced. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but like if you're not into western ideology then it might not sit right with you but um but it might be helpful if you have no idea what you're even looking at it'll give you a breakdown of each area of your chart and also how the planets are aspecting each other which is a whole other uh, follow wax (laughs) (laughs) a whole other yeah a whole other thing we won't talk about yet yeah tiana and i were having a really interesting conversation before this recording about um, if two people are born at the exact same time, but if they're on different sides of the world, so like one would be born in, in the, you know, the daytime, the other would be born at night. And 
it was interesting how they could have different degrees within their astrological sign just based on where they're all, they are on the planet. And they can essentially have different signs overall um, regarding that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, if you think about like time differences, um, so I'm in California and I know that UK time is eight hours ahead of me. If they're eight hours ahead of me and someone is born at the exact same time as you know, they're, they're different parts of the yeah. world. They're in UK and California, and they're born at the same time. That other person is going to be born on the next day. So, and there also might be enough time between that for the planet to have gone into a different sign. Or for, not the planet, but the sun most likely, right? Mm-hmm. Or the moon, most likely, because they move the fastest, to have gone into a different sign. So they won't have the same uh, natal chart placements, and definitely not the same degrees. And even, a, a, you know, a minute will change the degrees on something. So um, nobody, I don't think any two people have ever had, will ever have the same exact chart. And if they do, it's going to be like one to a million or a hundred oh, wow. million. Yeah, I guess I never thought about it like that. Yeah. How depending on where like you are geographically, like that would affect the degrees that you have within um, the planets and the signs. Huh. That's definitely something to think about. And then there's also yeah. like the whole argument of like, well, time's not real. So it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, you can get so deep into this. <laughs> well, time is not real, but if we're dividing it by like the sun coming up and going down, then the days yeah. are different, right? Like the days themselves are different, even if the hours are not. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And so the degrees, yeah, the degrees are based on our solar system. Um. And so it's not necessarily date. It's not a uh, done by like a twenty four hour cycle, but it's done on the sun coming. I guess it'd be interesting to think about like if aliens exist, then like they would they would have completely <laughs> different astrological signs because they wouldn't be ruled by this the plants we have in our universe. Well, at least like this aspect of the solar system. If they're in a yeah. different solar system, yeah, yeah, they would be in a totally separate <laughs> solar system. If they even are going by their own astrology, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. This can get just For so sure. deep. <laughs> well, it, it really can. We still have really some can. time left. We have about 10 minutes. Is there anything you'd want to talk about with astrology? Yeah. Okay. So I know last in part one, I mentioned that we could talk about, um, let's talk about the things that are pe- people are usually most interested in when it comes to astrology. And I think they would most likely like romances know about, right? and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Romance and career, right? That's the people, the things people care about the most is how is this affecting my work? What should I do for a career? And like, does this person like me if they're Scorpio <laughs> or if they're Sagittarius? That's what yep. people give a shit about, right? Okay. So <laughs> there are actually websites that exist. So if you have your chart and you have your precious chart, if you're going to stalk them or if you ask them what time they were born and where they were born and what day they were born uh, and you looked up their chart, you can actually compare Venus signs, which is the best placement for uh, romantic compatibility. You can also compare moon signs too. And uh, Cafe Astrology does both of these. Or, or you could just Google like Venus sign, Venus compatibility calculator and you'll get something that'll calculate it for you. And um, it'll tell you like, okay, is Taurus compatible with Gemini Venus? You know, if you've got Venus and Taurus and Venus and Gemini people, and it'll tell you how compatible you are to that other person. Or what you could do is you could look up videos on each separate Venus sign placement and then, you know, do your own comparison and understand them better that way. On And that would be like how they love, how they are in intimate friendship relationships and 
and uh, intimate romance relationships. Um, and then we also have the 10th house, right? So the 10th house is called your midheaven. And you'll see it referred to as 10th house or midheaven interchangeably. And it, it, in your chart, it might say MC. So MC is your midheaven. That's what <laughs> it's standing for. Um, and so your 10th house, you know, it's career and how you, um, how you, uh, whatchamacallit, how you could act in a career and how you, or how you approach career. Um, and also you can compare your midheaven to your Jupiter sign. Jupiter is expansion and growth, right? And we all want to grow in our careers. And so if we look at our Jupiter sign, Jupiter, I have Jupiter and Gemini. So I grow and expand by acting like a Gemini by like fucking multitasking <laughs> probably <laughs> and feeling very inspired and learning about all these things because that's how I get inspired to grow. Um, but I have my midheaven and Libra. And so if I'm looking at career I do well as acting like a Libra, working with other people in a career setting, you know, working as part of a team and also expanding that by acting like a Gemini, by learning a lot of things about every aspect of it and by being inspired by these things and bringing that to the group, right? So we can relay this back to career. Um, and also too, I just wanted to bring one more aspect too. Um, in the seventh house, it talks about relationships. If you know how you approach relationships, then you can better your relationships at work, right? Because you know, okay, in relationships, I act like uh, Scorpio or whatever. I, mine is, I believe in Leo. So I want to be a leader, <laughs> you know? And if you know you want to be a leader in relationships or you want to lead the conversation or whatever, or maybe have a lot of pride in your relationships, you kind of know, okay, well, if I approach it like this, maybe I can, you know, tone down my pride and, you know, try and let other people lead or, you know, check myself if I'm getting out of hand or something, or maybe, you know, you should be in a management position and you really fight for that management position, right? Because, you know, you'd really excel there. Um, but yeah, as far as career, that's, that's a really good aspect. As far as um, career and spiritual development too, I want to mention the North Node. And the North Node is like what your goal should be in this life, right? Like what you should do to advance your yourself, your your spiritual, your your soul, whatever, whatever you believe in, right? Uh, it could be in this lifetime, uh, or just as an adult. Again, if you don't believe in past lives or many lives, North Node will tell you what is out of your comfort zone. South Node is your comfort zone. So if I have North Node in Pisces, that means I'm very uncomfortable with being spiritual and relying on emotions and creativity and being creative and being this person that relies on, you know, the universe having my back. Like that's not my comfort zone, that's out of my comfort zone. But working toward this North Node will bring me fulfillment. And so if you know what your North Node is and what sign it's in and what house it's in, so it'll be in a house and it's gonna aspect that house, meaning it's gonna affect the things in that house then you could Google, like my North node is in Pisces in the, I think it's the second house, let's look, in the second house. So if you Google North node in Pisces in the second house or whatever yours is in, then it will bring up exactly how that's gonna be aspected in your chart. And you knowing this and having awareness of this can now be conscious of, okay, so if I wanna be more fulfilled in life, granted that this 
totally takes me out of my comfort zone. I can work toward being more like this, trusting that the universe has my back, that, that um, people mean the best and then people can live up to being, bringing out the best in themselves, right? Because you're kind of setting a standard for them. And I can, you know, live up to my highest good in this life by being more creative and emotional, trusting my emotions and not my logic so much even though it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> and I don't want to trust it. Same. Right. <laughs> you might have North Node in Pisces <laughs> or some other water sign, um, you know, and, and it kind of makes you aware of that. And it, while it doesn't directly ask, uh, influence your um, or aspect your uh, career, you know, it's not, it's not the 10th house, which is about all about career. Um, but it will aspect like how you go about it. You might be acting like a Virgo if you've got North Node in Pisces but you might be relying so much on your comfort zone and maybe it doesn't make you happy, right? Like maybe you're a pencil pusher, mathematician or, or you're working in accounting or something or you're a banker and like it doesn't bring you fulfillment and it's because your North Node is in Pisces and you want to go be an artist, you know? <laughs> and like those things are kind of helpful to know about your chart and consider, even if you don't go be an artist, maybe you just pick up the hobby and, you know, start a YouTube channel and you just draw and, you know, or a Twitch stream or something and you start streaming yourself, learning how to draw or, you know, sharing your art with other people. And that brings you fulfillment and you're fulfilling that North node. And, you know, it's going to bring this other uh, aspect of your life that feels more fulfilling. Cool. Or, you know, even creativity, like maybe starting a podcast. Yeah, starting a podcast, <laughs> man, talking about whatever, whatever your North Node is in, right? You might have North Node of Virgo, South Node in Pisces. So in your last life, you relied on emotions. And in this life, you got to rely on logic, right? So oh. just to, flip, oh to yeah. flip that, you know, like some people do have North Node in Virgo. And so depending on what sign that is in, it's going to be like the sign that's out of your comfort zone that you're going to be like, I don't identify with this. I don't want this. But then deep down, you're like, oh, but I do love to draw or I do love, you know, science, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have so much respect for astrologers who just know all of this information. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's it's like we were talking about earlier. I mean, this is definitely a science. Like, yes, it is a pseudoscience. But there is so much that goes into this and so much knowledge and information that it's like, this isn't something you could just kind of pick up in a day. You no, know? absolutely not. Um, I actually have a friend who's a professional astrologer who, Seamus, you know. Um, introduced. <laughs> Seamus has been on one of the yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. I um, met him through Seamus, uh, Joe. And um, he is a professional astrologer. He actually read my chart one time. He's the nicest person. Um, actually, I'll send you the link if you want to add it to our episodes. If people want to get a sure. birth chart reading from this guy, he's he has a channel that's uh, still growing and he talks about the different um, uh, horoscope readings and stuff. You can follow him on Instagram too, but I'll just link, I'll, I'll send you his website and you can link that if you want, if they want a birth chart reading. He's really, okay. really good. I would definitely recommend him because um, he knows so much about so much and he'll show you your chart and explain to you different things. If you have questions for him, he's really, really, really open and just so, so easy to get a chart reading from, right? Like such a great person. So I definitely would recommend him. Um, I'm not getting any like kickback from him. I just, he's just my friend and I really like, uh, I really <laughs> like the chart reading I got from him. So, and I don't want, yeah. I don't want people to come to me asking for chart readings because I'm not on that level. <laughs> yeah. I, I will put um, his information in the description if you want to go ahead and send it to me. And yeah, uh, there's no kickback from Tiana saying that because this is like kind of on the fly. Like I had no idea. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, this is, 
this is definitely just, um, yeah, she knows somebody who knows to read charts. And as I mentioned, I mean, it, that is absolutely a skill. Like it, it really takes a lot of practice, a lot of time and dedication to learning how to do that, especially learning how to do that for somebody who isn't yourself. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's crazy, right? He would look, he would look at my chart and be like, you're okay. Well, if you want to be active, you should do more of this. Like it was cra- like the crazy things that he could tell me um, is really, really cool. I think he's really got a talent for it. I put his link in all of my, um, I did a makeup tutorial series on the Zodiac and I did makeup. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I did makeup looks for each sign in the Zodiac and I always link his, you know, um, I always link his uh, website for getting a birth chart reading and I always link that book, um, the only astrology book you'll ever need by Joanna Wolfolk because those things are, you know, if you're a beginner, you want to learn from yourself or you want a chart reading, like those things. Yeah, really, really good. So awesome. Okay, cool. Well, we're just coming up on time. Um, there is, well, <laughs> there's two things. So one, um, Tiana and I were talking, we're thinking about doing another episode in the future of like how you can incorporate astrology into witchcraft. Um, I think people will be really interested in that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so be on the lookout for that in the future. Um, and one other thing too. So Tiana, before the show is over, yeah. Well, two things. Like, is there anything that you want to close with about astrology? Um, yeah, I guess um, the important thing about astrology is to realize that it's not the end-all be-all. I think it's really easy to get bogged down and like, oh, my sign is in this, so I'm this way. You know, you are who you choose to be. We, At the end of the day, everybody has free will, and you can love who you want. You can be who you want. You can change your life. I think, if anything, your chart shows you your strengths and weaknesses, so you can work harder in some areas where maybe your shortcomings or you can recognize your own strengths if you have them in that area. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just your chart, right? It's not life. And um, it's important to realize that, uh, you know, we all have free will and to laugh about it at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And nothing's ever technically set in stone, even though your chart might look that way. (laughs) Definitely. And also don't get bogged down in the fact that uh, you know, you have difficult aspects in your chart. Cause we all have like, it, for instance, if someone tells you, oh, well you have a square, right? Like a square is basically where it forms a 90 degree angle between certain aspects in your chart, certain signs. And they might tell you, oh, this is a difficult uh, aspect for you. So you might have trouble communicating because there's a square here or something like that. Just as if you got like a negative tarot reading or something, like don't get bogged down in that. Don't let that make you feel bad about yourself. We all have squares. We all have aspects and we don't all have an easy breezy chart. So, you know, just recognize that you're going to have your strengths. You're going to have your weaknesses and everybody has them. Yeah. And, and knowing, you know, what the charts say, that's a good way too to like have some insight into things that you could potentially work on, or even just kind of have a checklist of like, oh, you know, I think I'm working on myself. Like, you know, what, is there something that I have been working on myself that is in this chart? And then it happens to be there. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. So one thing I always ask people when they're guesting on this show, so I'm going to ask you, and this is on the fly as well. <laughs> is there any advice that you would give to somebody who's new, who's looking into the witchcraft or Wicca world? Uh, hmm. Read as many this- books as you can with opinions <laughs> that are different from your own, that are different from each other. Read the bad books. 
definitely always read the bad books. Uh, people seem like in this, in today's society and climate, I feel like people are like, oh, that book is problematic. I'm not going to read that. Read the fucking book because it might be <laughs> proud of that. I'm serious. It might be problematic. It might be against everything that you believe in, in your gut, but you might still learn something from it. You might still take like one part from it that is helpful to you. And it's still going to expand your mind, right? And who knows, maybe one day down the road, you write your own book, but you remember the things that were problematic, and you don't do those things because you read that book. And so I would say be willing to experiment and fuck up and be wrong and say something that's problematic yourself, because you probably will. And, you know, learn from what other people tell you. And, and don't be afraid to talk to people who are different than you. Because I think now, with all these algorithms that just show you things that you agree with, things that you like, that it's easy to be like in your own tunnel of like, uh, I, I only hang out with people that agree with my my viewpoint and my opinion. And you don't go seeking people who are different than you, who believe something completely different than you. And I think that it's an important part of anyone's journey to speak with people that are 100% opposite from you and that are totally different than you and learn from them. Absolutely. Think, and yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Just to add on to that, too. It's always just a great idea to read books and um, talk to people who may have differing opinions with you, especially when you're coming into a topic that's brand new and that you're you don't know a lot about because it can help you form opinions against things that you may not have considered in the past. Mm -hmm. um, especially like reading those bad beginner books that people are they say that they're bad. Or people yeah. like books, even people say that are good. Like you might read it and say, huh, I just don't agree with what the author's saying about X, Y, and Z, even though everybody else tends to agree with that. Well, yeah. that's part of the journey is forming your own opinions, seeing, you know, what vibes with you, what you agree with and experimenting. <clears throat> and one last thing I was just going to say is um, it also helps you understand context. I think it's really easy if you stay in your own small pond of like Instagram witch and you don't read any of the actual content um it's easy to get things uh wrong to, not not that they're incorrect but just out of context right like there's a lot of quotes I've seen on Instagram where they they leave out the whole quote and so there can be a lot of context missing from things where if you read the whole book or if you read this person's whole quote it completely changes the meaning mm-hmm so. Yeah. And there's a big difference too between the quote unquote witch aesthetic and like the Instagram witch versus yeah. the witch who actually is performing the rituals. Not to say that the Instagram witches aren't actually doing the magic. That's, I love you know, Instagram witchcraft. That's great. Oh, yeah. So I pretty. love looking at those aesthetic ass <laughs> pictures. I post, like, I use them as like show pictures, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, but don't feel bad about yourself if like say you're doing a full moon ritual or something or you're setting up an altar and it doesn't look like the one that's on Instagram because everybody wants to put their best foot forward. No one's going to take a picture of them with their altar covered in incense dust. Um, you know. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, as a, you know, as, as a Taurus sun, Libra moon, I'm like very obsessed with aesthetics. So don't feel bad if your stuff does look like that. Right. Like don't feel bad if you want your things to look pretty. I think it's yeah. okay either way you know absolutely whatever it is and also don't feel bad if you're doing a full moon ritual and you want to take a picture and post it like of yourself and you're wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt <laughs> and you're not wearing like the wednesday adams get up it's totally fine oh yeah or you're not a goth yeah yeah <laughs> i think it's yeah, okay the, either way i whatever. love the witch aesthetic but 
don't feel bad if that's not what you're doing. Yeah, or if that's not you. Cool. All right. Well, we're kind of going off on a tangent now, so this is a good time to close <laughs> up. <laughs> so, Tiana, where can people find you if they want to hit you up? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Storybook Beauty. You can search for me on YouTube, Storybook Apothecary. I have a channel there. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Cool. And then, um, as always, you guys can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm Seeking Witchcraft, except for Twitter, which is just at Seek Witchcraft, because apparently seeking is too long. Um, and I also have a Patreon that's seeking witchcraft as well. Um, you know, anything that gets donated there, if anybody feels motivated, really goes back to the podcast. Um, I'm trying to buy a mic, so <laughs> trying to see if I can just maybe raise some funds to do that, but yeah. absolutely no obligation for that. Um, I, you guys are awesome anyway, for even listening to this. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Tiana, for coming on. I really appreciated it. And um, hopefully I'll have you back. You'll be able to come back yeah, soon. Yeah, We can talk about witchcraft and astrology. Of course. All right. Well, bye, bye. everyone. <laughs>